0: Hello!
1: Hello! Uh,
0: this is Skylar and Megan, your hosts of The Phoenix Call, and a quick announcement, if you're just joining us for the first time here, uh, we wanted to let you know that we've been at this for over a year and a half, and it got so much better... It gets better. <laughs> ...that we have felt the need to throw in a short disclaimer on these first few episodes in that we were finding our footing as podcasters, and we are in no way attempting to dismiss the work that was done, but we want to let you, a new listener, know that... We changed and figured out kind of how to do this thing better. So if you're just jumping in and you're really not feeling so sure about it, then feel free to do a little skip ahead. We won't be upset by it. But if you want to start right here, that's awesome too. Just know that our death chair, our third rotating friend, does not stick around. And we have uh, changed our format a little bit more cohesively for the future.
1: Yeah, we were able to figure it out after the first couple of episodes, so I would say four is where we really start to hit our stride. Enjoy these first three episodes, though. Uh, you can hear us struggling, but enjoy anyway, and hope you enjoy the show. Mr. Feeney? Mr. Feeney? We're yeah, we're live. Okay, great. Hello. Hi. <laughs> Welcome to the Feeney Call.
0: Hi, uh, this is Skylar.
1: I'm Megan. I'm Sarah.
0: Sarah's here this week.
1: Sarah's here this week.
0: We're going to keep on having our rotating third listener until we decide maybe not to. But for now, it's going well.
1: For now, we need to be moderated or else we may punch <laughs> each other. Who knows?
0: Absolutely. Stay what, tuned. What episode are we talking about this week?
1: So, this episode is season one, episode two. It's called On the Fence. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, I I do have a piece of trivia that doesn't really have anything to do with the episode specifically, but, um, because it will, he continues to be a prevalent figure and really one of the only prevalent figures. Um, I wanted to do like a little shout out to Ryder strong because Mm -hmm. despite hundreds of kids signing up to audition for Sean, Ryder strong was the first and last, uh, kid that producer Michael Jacobs saw. So he just kind of walked in and read and got the part. Which is pretty what do you cool. mean,
0: first and last?
1: First and last. So he was the first kid that was seen, uh-huh. and he came in and he read, and then oh, Michael Jacobs oh, oh, oh. You was mean, like, they didn't, that's they didn't interview
0: it. other kids, yeah. so they didn't audition other kids. Yeah, he was like that. I it. understand. I was like, did he come back? Okay, got yeah. it. <laughs> okay, they did not audition other kids. Yes. He had it. Cool. Um, so that's, that's fun. Little
1: trivia for the day.
0: What a budding young star. <laughs> Where is he now?
1: Where is he now? Well, he was on a couple episodes of Girl Meets World. He got married. He directed spoiler several alert. of those oh, episodes. Man. That was a hard spoiler. I'm so sorry for anyone listening. That's
0: okay. The episodes that he directs of Girl Meets World are some
1: of the best. So I mean they're pretty great. They're good ones. That's that'll be for our spin off Girl Meets World podcast.
0: Wow. Great. <laughs> um, so so we, we took in our class today of the fence and the water war episode. What what can we learn, Megan? What did you, what did you learn?
1: So Basically, I for me, it was kind of a reflection on how much
0: our... Oh, should we recap it? Do we need to do that anymore? Yeah, we, yeah should we should probably we, we do should that, recap. actually.
1: Okay. All right. Do you have a timer? Ready? Yeah, yeah, I'll set a timer. Okay. Cool. <clears throat> do you want to go first since I went first last yeah, week? Yeah, yeah, that sounds fair. We'll fix it in post. Hmm. Did you steal this directly from another unnamed podcast?
0: I've never heard of it. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I don't
1: know what you're talking about. Uh,
0: what is a podcast? Great. <laughs> uh, um, right. So... So in this episode, uh, there's, uh, they're all in the lunchroom and they all suddenly have squirt guns. It's really exciting. Corey yells, I'm going to get a squirt gun, but he wants his parents to buy him a $50 squirt gun and they won't pay for it. So he decides that he's going to get a job, uh, but he can't get a job. So he takes up Mr. Feeney to paint some shutters for him and Feeney pays him, but then Cory messes up painting and accidentally paints the fence too. And so he has to fix the fence. And at the end of it all, he comes out, uh, down eight bucks cause he had to borrow money from his mom, to buy more paint. And his dad is awesome and does all the work and sends him to the water war because he's a kid and he should be a kid. Time.
1: (laughs) Because he's a kid and he should be a kid.
0: (laughs) Great, great, great. Your turn.
1: You. uh, What? You, like, got it all. I don't even know what I could possibly add to that.
0: You got 30 seconds to try.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, here we Go. Go. So, yeah, Corey wants to go to the Water Wars thing that apparently the whole school does. And so he wants to get money for the water gun. He goes home. His mom's like, uh, hell no, not $50 for a water gun. And so then he goes to paint the fences for, and his friends come by and they're all like, let's go to Water Wars. And he was like, you are so lame that you want to go to Water Wars and not paint these fences. And so they're like, uh, have you read Tom Sawyer? That's exactly, it. but he still dupes them into doing it. How much time do I have?
0: Yeah, five seconds. Okay.
1: Um, and then <laughs> he gets the, Alan tells him to go be a kid rookie <laughs> <laughs> mistake never waste time by asking i know I know, I know i know it's a rookie mistake right, i just get right. so overwhelmed that i couldn't see the clock
0: you're right that's not fair i could watch it, it maybe behind... going forward it'll just be we won't each do it it'll just be one person's one person. responsibility probably, to 30 second that's recap probably it. smart yeah, yeah yeah
1: i support that Yeah.
0: Okay. All right. We're still learning what we're doing. Still,
1: still figuring it out. Still, uh, getting her sea legs. Yeah. If there's one thing Boy Meets World can teach us, it's that we're always learning. There you go. Thank you.
0: You're right. All right. What did you learn?
1: Um, so kind of what I took away from this episode, or I think kind of the lesson that I learned was, um, that basically our, we just need to appreciate our childhood because it's so fleeting. And, um, we really should appreciate also the people who put in place our childhood, um, like our parents and our teachers and other people who give us the respect, um, of being children and letting us do our Mm childlike things. Yeah. I think
0: that I, I, what I can take away from this episode is this idea of really, I mean, just valuable time in general. Yeah. Valuable time being that, um, this idea that where everyone's in a rush, to, to get, you know, when you're a kid, you're always rushing to grow up. When you're a grown-up, you're always trying to be, you know, like, longing to be younger again. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Maybe that's not true for everybody, but it is for me. And so, yeah, this, this you know, just taking taking responsibility for where you're at in life and accepting where you're at in life and what your responsibilities are at that stage. And so, you know, when you're 11, you have your basic responsibilities that your parents hopefully give you. But moreover, you should be 11 mm-hmm. and enjoy that while it's there. Yeah. Because soon it goes away.
1: Because soon it's <laughs> gone. Yeah. So soon true. you pay bills. And then you, yeah. yeah. But I think it's important to add, like, there there's a really nice balance, just from what I know about the episode and what you guys just recap, there's a really nice balance to it to be like, oh, like, yes, you're a kid, and you should appreciate that time in the moment instead of looking back one day. Like, there should be a really good, like, as a teacher and as a parent, it's your responsibility to be like, Great. You, one day you will be independent from us and we want to make sure we did what we had to do to help you get there. Like we always want you to feel as prepared as possible. Mm -hmm. And that includes having fun, like Mm -hmm. to be able to step back and see those moments where you're like, yeah, like the hard work is important, but you have to give yourself a break. You have to give yourself time to enjoy the things that you want to enjoy. Mm -hmm. Not even just as a kid, just yeah, in a, general. Little, wanna...
0: Which is at the end, when, you know, Corey they gets them all into a, a, yeah, water, a water gun fight. war in the kitchen. And and yes. we get uh, that whole moment is, yes. is very much because so my about favorite, finding the, the moments to enjoy.
1: One of my favorite Morgan moments of all time, oh, where, she she's, the, yes, where she's like 9 like one she says, "My parents are outside fighting," and then Feeny comes out, and she's like, "They just shot the neighbor." <laughs> it is a great,
0: great piece. It's so good. That's and right good before moment.
1: that, the commercial break, she's like, "Cookies, Morgan? Thanks, I love some." Right. And she just like sticks her hand in the cookie jar. It's such a great. Yeah. I, I love Morgan. Point she but shines she sure in did. season one. She does. She, she does. sure does.
0: Should have had more Morgan.
1: Yeah, I'm saying.
0: Where's this where's Morgan's spin-off?
1: <gasps> oh my god.
0: As like That's a third Morgan year old. meets world.
1: <laughs> World, World Meets, meets Morgan. Meets Morgan. <laughs> World Meets Morgan.
0: Even better. I, it's 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 an HBO series. It's, oh, uh...
1: <laughs> and despite, I almost, here's the thing, I almost made her my MVP for the week again. I was like, no, I can't do that. Yes, sure, you can't. So, <laughs> I mean,
0: you could. You could. If you wanted to make her your MVP of the week
1: again. But she didn't okay. have as much significant, like, plot no, significance. she's just comedy in this. gold. She's just, yeah, she's just comedy sure. gold in this one. So, you. my MVP went to uh, Mr. Matthews, mm-hmm. just because he... I think the... Part that really stuck out to me is when Corey looks out the window and he's painting the fence for him. Because right. it would be one thing if he was like, "Go play, have a good time," but when you get back, you need to finish painting this fence.
0: Which but would be like just... a fine, responsible father decision. Yeah, it would decision. totally.
1: But he went like above and beyond to like actually paint the fence for him, so he doesn't have to worry about it when yeah. he gets back. Because he's gonna be drenched and he's gonna be tired. And mm-hmm.
0: yeah, that's a nice moment. And Corey stares out. Eric's exhausted, and he's like, "I only worked half a shift. I'm so tired." I know, right? Yeah. And Corey's <laughs> looking out the window, and he's like, "My dad is Superman."
1: Yeah. That's a nice yes. moment. It's which is game. really... Which is a tieback, obviously, dad. to the first act where... Corey's right, really like are talking
0: about... If you're a dad, you? you know, you're have a superhero. Which... Let's talk real quick about this conversation about that real fast. Where their their new friend of the week over here yes. talks about like, how do you get to be a ward? What does that mean? I want to be a ward. Like, no, obviously, I, like, <laughs> I mean, being a ward, like, effectively, in my understanding, you're you're, you're basically an orphan. Kind of like, like, yeah. It's not really adoption though. No. Like, it's just it's
1: Annie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's...
0: it's like shy of adoption.
1: I don't know. Get a dictionary definition of ward.
0: It's legal response, legal it's protection. Funny. Yeah. Okay. Oh,
1: okay. The state of being under guard. Oh, great.
0: So it's. Yeah. Especially
1: colon custody. Custody. So it's.
0: But how, how is that different from adoption? I guess maybe the legality of it is different.
1: Yeah. Isn't Robin like a grown ass adult?
0: Not originally. <laughs>
1: oh. I'd never read the comics.
0: Robin is Batman's court appointed ward. <laughs> they said, You're rich, protect this you child. Know, like, you're you're nice awesome, Right, right. Okay, so I don't know that. how that boiled down exactly. No idea. Uh, I know Robin was an orphan. Dick Grayson was an orphan. His parents I mean, died in a circus accident. We're getting accident. sure. So
1: no That's yeah. okay. So Last week we, we
0: talked, talked about, about the Tramp cast. So. Listen, uh, it's
1: still an idea. It's a, it's a, <laughs> it's podcast a work of progress. Gonna
0: do. It's all right. You got to listen to the first episode. Uh,
1: but I will say this Minkus finally shows up. Minkus in this does episode. show up. He gets
0: billing. So I, it, it's what? interesting to think about like how much, because the opening sequence doesn't change. so they had billing for Lee Norris. Yeah. And the, first, and the pilot, like, you know, I guess they knew that he was going to be around for the others.
1: But I think out, right out the gate, at least they wanted. I mean, there's always – you always have to have that stereotypical 90s nerd with the pants pulled up and the T-shirts that are way too – and the glasses and the bowl cut. You always got to have it. I feel like – so they knew from the get-go, like, well, we got to have a nerd. Right. But you know what – Especially to offset Corey and Sean how they don't really pay attention to grades and they're just – What I think is interesting is
0: I don't think they knew – when they were writing, exactly how they wanted Minkus's relationship to them to be, because Probably in not. this episode, they're they seem friends, to be buddies. Yeah, they're like they're yeah. chill, they're friends. Someone puts his
1: arm around and him, and then talking like about water one waters. episode
0: later, they're, they're just like art bashing artists. each other in the classroom, and yeah. it just goes back and forth. It's my MVP of the week—it's hard not to give it to to Alan, mm-hmm. you know. Like I, I, I tried to sit here and think about like if the there's somebody hard. else that mm-hmm. that could earn this, but I just in this episode, mm-hmm. it's it's about him. He yeah. gets to shine. He gets to—he's he, he's Superman. He's great, and he—he he does such a good job of being the stern parent who leads by example and puts you know puts down the rules, but then also like isn't a jerk about any of mm-hmm. it. Well,
1: when it comes down to it, he's a good theater. He knows when to give and take. Yeah, like that's. That's right. one of the key leadership qualities you know kind of when you need to step up and when you need to step back.
0: It's a great moment when Feeney is like, you know, Alan, when I was a kid, my dad worked me from sun up to sundown, and look how I turned out. Beat. I don't want you working anymore. (laughs) That was good. A great little turnaround for Alan to decide, like, oh, Jesus. That was so funny. (laughs) Which we should all be so lucky as to have our children grow up to be Mr. Feeney. Absolutely. Let's be honest. Absolutely.
1: And I feel like it, well, because I feel like there's such a fine line between. I even wrote down, like, he works hard and he lets Corey be a kid. In my mind, I was like, but isn't that teaching him that he doesn't need, doesn't need responsibilities or he doesn't have any responsibilities or anything? Like, he's just kind of doing the work for him, like, as a parent. But I mm-hmm. was kind of – there was an, a flip side of that where I feel like, it's not every instance. It's just this instance where Corey is trying to, he's really trying and he did a good job on Phoenix shutters. It's not, it was an accident that he had to go back and repaint the fence. Mm -hmm. And it did really suck that he, he lost all basically because he, that was an accident that he made. He had to go back and redo it. It wasn't like he purposefully did it and he's being punished for it. So I was like, it could be seen almost as irresponsible, but at the same time, I don't think that, I don't think that that. Yeah.
0: Well, by the time true. that Alan dismisses Corey for the water war too, it's clear that he's learned yeah. like his lesson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Like he's he's passed out. The fence is two thirds the way painted, and Alan's like, "All right, go got go it. play. Like okay. I'll finish up. Basically, you know, like it's clear the damage has been done <laughs> and the lesson has been learned. And now, like, go enjoy being a child.
1: Also, I want to point out something that I noticed there's a shot of Corey when he's painting Phoenix shutters and he has the green paint and he's got it in like a power painter mm-hmm. First of all, who gave an 11-year-old a power painter? Maybe it was (laughs) a terrible idea. No, No, he's like spraying. He's going to town. But yeah, he was just like standing there and like painting. He had his little goggles on, which like is fine. But like who gave an 11-year-old a power painter? Problem number one. (laughs) Problem number two is then they take it away from him and he has to do the entire fence. With a brush. And I was like, why did they? And also
0: the paint that's on the fence is like even clean well no i guess that's not it's weird because there's like a close-up of the fence where you see where it's like, ridiculous. And then they like pan away and it's like clear, clear. even lines
1: what? A sitcom with continuity errors? <laughs> they have two
0: different fences yeah
1: <laughs> i will say there were not there was no no boom no, in this in this one. Yeah, no, no boom booms? check this week oh good no boom right. check
0: good job oh, you did all right this week boom boom up. Speaking of Feeney in this episode, he takes advantage of Corey.
1: Oh, um, so much! Can you blame him? And he
0: says, "Great, I'll pay you five bucks a shutter yeah. times two shutters per window times eight windows." And Corey says, "What? what Fifty-eight 58? bucks?" And, and he, he says, smiles. "Yes." He oh, smiles. He smiles. <laughs> he
1: gives That's a
0: really big smile. smile and he says, "You are worth every ounce of that C plus I gave you I in math." Just teaching <laughs> you
1: another lesson. Do yes. your math homework. Yeah, it's a, a good
0: little lesson in business. Uh, so,
1: but I mean, <laughs> I mean that's a fair I would say that's an, even a fair price. Today for oh, yeah. sh- I, that was that was pretty generous. Was Five bucks ass. a shutter on
0: yeah. I mean yeah. eighty bucks to paint these shutters. It's fine. Yeah, that's, well, I mowed lawns for less than eighty bucks. I was when just I was gonna kid. say, yeah. I
1: feel like someone who will pass you a twenty or two twenties and be like, mow my entire lawn." Lawns for ten bucks. Yeah, when like, I was
0: like 12 13 I mowed lawns for twenty bucks, and yeah. it would take me like I mean, it took me like an hour or whatever. So mm-hmm. that's a pretty decent rate, I guess. Yeah, but I was I'm you know mow like. My parents' lawn and like a neighbor's lawn or something. I mean, if you're
1: painting all those shutters with a Hudson sprayer, like that's going to take you no more than a couple hours. That's that's a really good price, fifty-eight bucks. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that I holds mean, up even, economics.
1: Even <laughs> painting that fence by hand really couldn't have taken him that long. No, which is very surprising. It's not a to long me. fence. Yeah, no. no, it's not very big.
0: No. Which I then when they get three more people painting it. And they're still not finished. Yeah.
1: Well, which is another uh, thing that I thought of is like how that fence can't go very far yeah, because they're, they're going to really run into. Just not.
0: I'm just not like, good else. at painting. They're not <laughs>
1: painting efficiently.
0: <laughs> no. I mean,
1: they're 11. How do 11 year olds paint efficiently?
0: I mean, Corey, he <laughs> well, he does three coats on the shutters. He does say that.
1: He did do that. Well, and and part of me is like, okay, maybe it's Feeney's painter. And he took it away from oh, the sprayer. him when they, yeah, so that's they, why he's yeah, so he not allowed to use it on the fence. That would but make sense
0: time. that, you know, like Feeney bought the paint for his own shutters because yeah, he intended yeah. to do them.
1: Well, but then he just, I don't know. I would have given it back to him because I would have, I would have felt, yeah, but I would have felt has no support Feeney's for heartless. this because <laughs> he,
0: he comes up and he's like, hey, you dripped on my side of the fence, mm. fix it. You know, so that's like, true.
1: He did listen, say that. He's
0: cold in this episode. He is bad
1: cop here.
0: <laughs> he is bad cop he is bad and cop. I mean he's bad cop in a couple of in plenty of episodes. I feel like he's
1: old. gotta be. It's yeah, fine. I mean it's
0: fine. It's nothing wrong. If
1: Corey was your student, you would be too. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yeah, Corey sucks. We talked about it.
1: Actually I did yes. I I put that in my notes. I said, like, first of all, Corey's being a jerk to Morgan when Morgan's at the beginning. Oh yeah yeah
0: yeah uh, yeah and he, he's trying to convince Amy to buy in the, the water gun. Yeah. And Morgan keeps doing that thing where she says, Why? why yep. to everything because yep. like, you're dead shut up <laughs> yeah I know because
1: <laughs> he does he says he tell, to he... Morgan because the house is on fire and your leg's broken and she's like why is your leg broken and he's like because she tripped on your dead body or yeah. something and oh, I was it's, like it's, ah!
0: it's, that's mean but, but then I wrote
1: on a separate note I said Corey's super entitled in this episode oh very so in, which I mean you kind of gotta be to show the the transformation between the beginning and the end of him like yeah. oh well look at how hard we worked well when they do I set it up all this. right and in that he's
0: in the cafeteria and he's the only kid without a water gun. Yeah, Corey doesn't grow out of it very no, very soon. Not no not much ever. He but. doesn't have a very
1: he's eleven, so. For now, I'll not let it slide. For now,
0: get it this time. Um, <laughs> He's an
1: eleven-year-old boy. So yes, well, that's true. We are the worst. But okay, you I wanted
0: to talk about their, their water guns, right? Because okay, sure. Corey wants to pay fifty bucks for this water gun, and when we see it,
1: yeah, it's not it's a pretty. Average dollar worth.
0: Minkus is sitting like, here this with is this. 90s. Right, like yeah. super soakers were a big deal. Yeah, Minkus is okay. over here with this three chamber. We weren't
1: in a recession. Like, water
0: like... bazooka, and so Corey's got this fifty-dollar water gun that. Looks like really average. And then he trades it in and gets like two just smaller versions of it, right?
1: Which I was in my mind does not add up, but I could be wrong. I honestly have never purchased for myself or for anyone else a water gun.
0: Well, so what bothered me about it, like I I don't know the sitting down if it was that's legitimate, right? Mm -hmm. But at the end of it all, he took this water gun and used it in a water war and then went and returned returned it to the store. And bought two smaller ones, like the, uh, by his, by himself. His parents were totally unaware. Yeah, like I don't know how close they live
1: to the Walmart or whatever. But <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like that math just doesn't add up because they're two little ones, and doesn't he have a? I don't, I don't know enough about water guns. I wish I could have a more in depth conversation <laughs> about water guns. I just, don't I mean, know I
0: had some super guns. soakers growing up as as kids, like my brothers and I, mm-hmm. we all had. No, that's not true. We didn't all have... Uh, we all had hand-me-downs from... Of course. ...the older brother, basically. That's, um, I mean, that's what you do. But I don't know how much they they were. I mean, but, like, at the end of the day, they're basically just PVC pipes.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: 50 bucks seems like a lot. 50
1: bucks. Just DIY that shit, right. man. I, I mean, I know. can't blame Pinterest! His parents, his, his
0: parents <laughs> said 50 bucks for this, and they were like, that's way too much. And that's
1: fair. That's fair. That's <laughs> absolutely fair. Yeah. I... If I approached my parents and said... I want a $50 water. Like, I mean, I used to, I think about the, the stuff that I wanted as a kid and think about like the American girl doll stuff Mm -hmm. that I got. And there are some things that I, my parents purchased for me from the American girl store that were at least in the hundreds of dollars. I cannot imagine that. And now they sit in a box in, in my basement.
0: So I'm looking at water guns. Yes. And they're like 15, 20 bucks. For like pretty average water guns that look similar to his, I don't know, 90s were (laughs) wild time for super But
1: I guess they were more, I could be wrong because I don't have a child or know any 11 year olds at the moment, but maybe they were just more popular. The demand was higher.
0: I mean, they were very popular. They were, they were. It's
1: still $50. I don't know. It's a lot. It's like trampolines, you know, we don't know. Oh my God. (laughs) Again, Get we need to tramples. know. We need to know what's going on with the trampolines. Yeah. At least water guns are safer than trampolines. But I would like to point out because the treehouse is what started the trampoline conversation. That the treehouse is now closer to the house than it, it was move. in the last episode. It, did move. it took one whole episode to move <laughs> that tree, but it's yeah. there.
0: Yeah, it's true. It moved. What, anything else wrong in this episode? Continue. I want to know otherwise? about Eric's watch. Oh, his, his little computer watch.
1: What in the world is video baseball mode? Those
0: things exist. So that was like. I believe
1: it exists. I just have never seen it or heard of it. Yeah.
0: Those kind of like dumb computer watches were really popular in the 90s. They were, they were the, just like pack. It was like, you know, in Spy Kids when they're like, it does everything except for tell time. (laughs) That was like a really, like those watches. That was a deep cut. (laughs) Oh
1: my goodness. (laughs)
0: Uh. Those watches, like, where they just try to pack as much, like, 8-bit technology into a watch. So, like, video baseball mode was effectively, like, little tiny, like, 8-bit baseball bullshit on a watch. But I remember being so confused about trying to, like, change it to a stopwatch or a timer or, mm-hmm. like, anything of that nature. Because, like, I just didn't understand all the different buttons. And i look it's at the instructions scared, and it was huge. I mean, I guess I still, like... Have issues with watches that way, okay. maybe I it's don't like, know.
1: All those things ah. you mentioned are still pretty standard on watches.
0: Too. No, 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 no. I know it's just like it was really always. So Eric has like this big struggle with trying to get his watch That's out of fine. video baseball. I'm just saying I, your
1: example. <laughs>
0: <laughs> anyway, all <laughs> I'm the mark just a little bit. <laughs> Whatever. Fine, <laughs> fine. It's fine. Everyone, just get your damn Apple watches. <laughs>
1: just go get an Apple. Swipe, watch swipe it around. Right. It's the
0: best wearable technology on Maybe the market. I'll you. Yeah. Okay.
1: <laughs> hey Apple, if you're listening, sponsor us. Right.
0: Put video baseball on your watch.
1: <laughs> I, yeah. He just said that. I was like, what yeah. is going on? Right. On and then there's watch. a joke
0: that it's interesting. I don't think it like ever landed with me before. And it's when Corey's yelling at him about his watch mm-hmm. and he says, um, you can't even tell what time it is. And Eric says, it's 12 o'clock,
1: 12 o'clock, 12, 12 o'clock. 12 12
0: o'clock. <laughs> and the, now I don't know why that's funny to me now. Like, it's not a really a good joke. I know it's not. It's kind of stupid, but there's that now I get it. Like, oh, it's flashing because yeah. he hasn't set the time. Because he it. hasn't set Great. the time. Did not get that as a child.
1: I feel like that's true. It's in true form for Eric. But not until later. I feel like Mm -hmm. it's this first moment where it could be played as like, he's dumb and he doesn't Mm -hmm. understand. It's 12 o'clock, 12 o'clock. But it's not. I'm sure it's not. But that seems very true to form for later, Eric.
0: Sure. Yeah, yeah.
1: But there's no way they could have known that they were Mm going to amp up his stupidity.
0: And I think in either this episode or the next episode, that back door in the living room is just open again. Again? It's a, I don't Do know. Do they if, not
1: care about it bugs? Might, it was either
0: this one or the next one, because I watched them in succession, and that door is just wide open, and one of them in the middle of the day.
1: <laughs> they the must hell? not care about <laughs> bugs. I know. I
0: was like, what the hell's going on? Why don't you just right. leave the door open? Right.
1: If you want to leave that door open, fine. Just get a screen for it or well, something.
0: Well, what suburban father isn't going to yell about the, the AC and the door right? Being open? Yeah, you know, exactly. Like that's the trope we should be thinking
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's so true.
0: Anyway, anything else wrong in this episode? Anything um, that doesn't hold up for you?
1: No, I think no, that was... It, it was, was a pretty, pretty, straight pretty straightforward episode, yeah. I feel like.
0: Pretty good. Pretty, like, tried-and-true sitcom formula yeah. episode. Uh,
1: I feel like they're kind of, the now that we are in it, they're kind of starting to give us the stereotypical, I mean, they reference, like, Tom Sawyer. They're kind of recycling through plots that they know are going to really sucker mm -hmm. us into continuing to watch and Mm -hmm. that kind of thing. So they're, like, pulling at our heartstrings with, like, my dad is Superman and stuff like Mm -hmm. that just to, like, kind of continue. So We're
0: still trying to grab audiences. Yeah.
1: We won't hit, obviously, the hard stuff until a little bit later. But I think there is a hard episode that's coming up uh, in a little bit that deals with something that's a little more serious, but yeah, you'll have to listen to find out what it is. (laughs) Very good.
0: Yeah. Awesome.
1: Yeah. But that's, uh, that's it for me. It was a good
0: episode. Yeah. That's pretty straight.
1: Well, and you said, you made a comment last, uh, last week about how it, the pilot presented a very strong mother and not a very strong father. And I feel like Alan's kind of, Alan's coming into his own now.
0: Mm hmm yeah
1: episode two episode already two, here we go there.
0: well and she takes a back seat she doesn't she doesn't do a whole yeah lot she's not episode, as you know? involved that's right yeah so they like they they never let both of them really shine mm-hmm. very much
1: i mean course. how could you i guess i don't know i mean that's too that's too much star power in my household <laughs> class okay. dismissed yeah class dismissed <laughs>